0: werewolves. Uh, I'm Brandon. I'm here. Mitch is here too.
1: Salutations. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hello. I'm um, class this bitch up. That's right. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> Welcome to my home. Um, it's last. This is the last show in February, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. Because so, we got a banger lined up for for yeah uh, beginning of march. march yeah yeah
0: absolutely but uh it's crazy how fast uh so far things are going um uh, i don't know about you but i was not uh not i mean we we were lucky florida was like the only state that didn't have like below freezing temperatures mm. last year yeah which, when everybody was getting slammed
1: yeah uh, we looked at, we kind of looked into it uh it was headed this way, and it mm-hmm. looked like it was going to, like, you know, hit with a vengeance. And mm-hmm. it, and I, my understanding is that North Alabama, it absolutely did. But uh, you know, and and I hesitate to say that it was worse for us because um, I don't, I don't think that's the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we got rain first, mm-hmm. so it wasn't snow or ice, yeah. and then the cold. Okay. So it was just fucking miserable here but like i mean we didn't lose power and shit like that so like you know i guess in that regard we're absolutely lucky but man it was shitty for like (laughs) for several days because it was just wet and fucking miserably cold
0: yeah and that's the thing like you know i i since so we've been in florida here now um about eight months and i kind of thought like I, it's like when I've told my dad that we were moving here. I mean, I don't know. He went to school here and he met my mom here, which is probably why he hates Florida. But that's a story for another time. <laughs> um, you know, and so, uh, you know, he's just like, ah, you know, you've seen one palm tree. You've seen them all. And, you know, talking about how important seasons are or whatever. And I just was like, I don't know, man. Because in Georgia, I feel like it goes, it's hot as balls for a long time. Then mm-hmm. it, then it's like you have like a, a week of fall if you're mm-hmm. lucky. And then it right. gets cold cold then you get face fucked by trees for a month and a half uh and then it's hot as balls again so i don't really feel like also
1: and also like there are perpetual tornado warnings exactly jesus christ (laughs)
0: yes so i'm like i don't really feel like like Georgia is the place to live if you want the full kind of breadth of seasons and I mm. kind of thought even so, though, like once we were down here, you know, it just kind of being sunny and warm all the time that, you know, I would kind of get tired of it. But so far, I have not. In fact, it's the exact opposite. If it's like not sunny
1: all the time, I'm just like, this is
0: bullshit. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking
1: cloud. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> I, I, oh, man. My my experience, my limited experience with the state of Florida is that uh, it sucks most of the time. Uh Again, very limited. The few times I've been, I'm like, man, from the from the hotel door to my car, I get swamp ass, and then oh, absolutely, uh, and then it's gonna rain at three o'clock regardless. It doesn't it, matter. Yeah, like if the sun's been out all day, all month, when I'm there, it rains like a motherfucker for forty five minutes at three p.m.
0: It, it really depends on the time of year uh you know yeah, like like we I'm haven't sure. you know that's definitely like the late you know kind of the the fall you know late mm. summer and then the fall like that like, which is
1: when i've i've always been it's like late summer when the rooms are a little more affordable yeah exactly
0: yeah yeah the winter it's great i mean it, i it, i can't tell you the last time it rained actually i can my wife and i were out on a walk and we felt dumb <laughs> <laughs> like, what, are the, what are the odds it doesn't rain yeah. and then we managed to get stuck in it but uh, I mean obviously, you know, I'm not a the, the it's it's a weird uh weird state, some some weird folks and our our governor's a fucking asshole. But you know, whatever. It is what it but is.
1: Man, has that curve been skewed by Texas?
0: <laughs> oh yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um yeah. <laughs> Probably the less we get into that the better. Lest mm-hmm. I say something that's gonna cause even yeah, more no. problems no problem. um <laughs> all right so a surprisingly uh decent february for uh for movies um mm-hmm. one of the uh it's actually and this kind of ties into it um you know one of the trailers that just recently dropped uh for what's coming in april is the, the new the new mortal combat trailer and i yeah. i am like you know, I'm an, I'm an OG Mortal Kombat movie fan. Like, I love that Oh, I love the original movie. movie. And so I was skeptical. Yeah. I mean, the animated one they did, The Rise of Scorpion or whatever the hell it's called, yeah. you know, it was actually, you know, surprisingly good. But I also feel like mm-hmm. we've seen so many kind of treatments of, well, how did Scorpion come to be? Or how did Sub-Zero come yeah. to be? You know, the, the right. fight between those two ninja clans or whatnot that, you know, I really feel like it was like, it was cool to see, but it was, I still felt like, you know, we were kind of seeing the same thing. And so, you know, this uh, Mortal Kombat trailer dropping, and I was just, like, kind of watching it, just going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, yep, <laughs> yep, yep, that's it, right there, that's it, yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, if this trailer ends with a and then we're good.
1: <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> <A> friendship. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> um but I watched that trailer like right after having watched the new uh, Paul W.S. Anderson movie, uh, Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. And of course, Paul W.S. Anderson at the time, which was Paul Anderson, directed the original uh, Mortal Kombat movie. And I'm not sure how you... We haven't discussed uh, how, how we, we feel about this particular movie. Um, but I will say that my feeling about Monster Hunter is I felt like it not knowing that there was a Mortal Kombat coming out I was like I felt like this is almost like the Mortal Kombat for Nat like this is like like if I had that was the thing I I kind of when I watched it and I enjoyed it thoroughly I was like this feels to me like the Mortal Kombat movie and it makes sense cuz it's made by the same guy but also just the mm. the the treatment of the the material and and yeah. all that stuff um, and I was like oh it's the mortal Kombat of of twenty twenty one and now there actually is gonna be a mortal Kombat. Of <laughs> but um yeah. but uh i I mean you know i I have some misgivings with it, but for the most part I, I i i thought it was a great time,
1: yeah, no same uh i i you know I texted you, I had not seen a trailer, I knew <laughs> nothing going into it, but I remember when it was getting close to release, I texted you and I said, "I don't want. I'm not going to say this publicly, but I'm low key excited as fuck for the yeah. Monster Hunter movie. Yeah, like because we spent the better part of an entire year. Yeah, an entire year in which I didn't play Destiny at all because yeah. I was so into Monster Hunter. Yeah, uh, and I was so excited for just the, you know, just the 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 hope." that it was going to just, just give me a little taste yeah. of that in movie form. And it did. It, uh, it, it's I, a, I think it's a master class in misbalanced pacing. Yes. Because holy shit. <laughs>
0: it, it's a weird – I was
1: like – Yeah.
0: It, it's weird because it it has a lot – Okay, so if you've not seen Monster Hunter – you're going to be like, I don't understand what the hell is going on in this movie. Yes, and that's basically going to be the way you feel for the entire movie.
1: Mm-hmm. However,
0: if you if you've played Monster Hunter, you're going to be like, well, wait a minute, they don't, they're not. There's you know they're don't. Why, they're, they're why not, did
1: it take so long to get to Monster Hunter? <laughs>
0: but also like they're not actually like hunting monsters. It's more they're trying right. to. Escape a monster. Now, now that makes it sound like the movie really isn't serving either audience. It's not, it's not serving the audience that is kind of going into it, going, well, I don't really know what Monster Hunter is, but I can get it and enjoy it. But also, it's not serving the audience. It's like, I love Monster Hunter, and I can't wait to see it on the screen. And mm-hmm. I, I'd say that's probably, there's some truth there, but it still works. It's still an oh, enjoyable yeah. film. And I think in large part, because... To your point, the the time when you're kind of getting to the hunting of the monster, where it's just Milo Jovovich, Jovovich, however you pronounce your last name, and Tony Jaw, they, they had mm. such great chemistry together. Yeah. And and a, even and considering the fact that Tony Jaw is playing a character that doesn't speak English and Milo Jovovich yes. is playing a character that doesn't speak his language, the fact that they were able to communicate and, and the the facial expressions and the jokes and all that stuff actually worked really well. And mm-hmm. I think that even and i agree with you that the pacing was kind of messed up but their chemistry together where you actually wanted them to succeed and and it, it definitely helped kind of pull you through but so the basic plot is that uh Miljovich plays a, a an army ranger lieutenant artemis who's um invested with her squad kind of investigating the disappearance of this other squad and uh, they're out in the desert somewhere, and they see this giant storm heading towards them. The, the storm kind of dust, storm, lightning, the whole nine yards kind of overtakes them mm-hmm. and then flips their vehicles. And when they kind of come to, they're in the desert, and they're like, well, this is weird. We can't get anybody on the comms, but, you know, who knows? And then they start seeing giant skeletons, and then they see Tony <laughs> Jaa, who's, like, shooting a, a gas arrow at them, trying to tell them to move. And then, of course, the monsters attack. And mm-hmm. um, ultimately, she ends up teaming up with Tony Jaw to take out um, Arathalos, or at least escape. No, Diabolos. Diabolos. I thought, I thought it was that was Arathalos, and and they they were going after Diabolos at the later no, part of the movie.
1: No, Diabolos is the whole first hour of the movie. That's
0: right. That's right.
1: And then the Rathalos what? is at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Rathalos at the end. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, meanwhile, you know, you've got. Um, Ron Perlman, who plays the Admiral or the General or whatever, the Admiral, and then he's the got... ship, person, yeah, whatever his name is. Yeah, was, the, the, adm- yeah. the Admiral, then, yeah, yeah, And then you've got the, the ship full of other Monster Hunters and your token Palico. And so, you know, there's kind of what I would have envisioned as a Monster Hunter movie is different than what this movie is.
1: It's uh, exactly that. It's exactly that. Yeah. It's, it's like, I, I understand... Like the fact that they're that they're doing like this time travel, not necessarily time travel, this dimension, dimension travel kind of yeah. thing with the idea, right got it, but it's like you spend so much time yeah in in the, uh introducing you know uh this person from our world to the monster hunter world, and sure uh and here's this is where they fucked up, okay it, it, instead of. Coming out of the gate with Diablos. Mm-hmm. Like like let her and Tony Jaw have to take down a, a, a Pookie Pookie. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of, one of the
0: lesser, yeah.
1: Right, well, not one the, well, of the big bats.
0: There was some pretty hot spider action. I mean, you know, sure. there's some gross right. shit. And, going and on, just but, do
1: that, right? Yeah. But don't don't come out of the gate swinging with Diablos and let that take an hour and ten minutes. Yeah. Which which not that Diablos doesn't deserve that time, but like start start off light then move us to you know don't take an hour and 10 minutes of an hour and a 45 minute movie and then try to cram everything else into 35 minutes and don't let it become monster hunter for the last 35
0: well and that's and that's the thing too is it it you know like so if you've played monster hunter then you you know that that you know monster hunter is all about it's the preparation and and then the tracking um Yes, because the actual fighting, um, if you haven't prepared correctly, it's going to be over fairly quickly, and not in your favor. <laughs> I mean, if you if you haven't, you know, if you don't have the right everything, you know, the, the if potion, you
1: forget to eat before you go, if you forget to eat, if it? you don't
0: have, you know, healing potions or you know Poison poisons potions? or you know any of that <laughs> stuff, then. You know you're you're basically fucked. But then also you've got to track this monster and then deal with other threats um, as you're dealing with this monster. But then you know kind of the 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 biggest part is when you get to the point where you've tracked this thing to its lair. That tension of trying to you know. Either get it in a position where you can stun it and capture it, or you can kill it. Mm. You don't want to try to wake it up. So so that's kind of the stuff that I was kind of, I felt was missing. Is that you know the movie, you know the the title Monster Hunter. It's like you you are hunting monsters, and they're also they're not necessarily hunting you. They'll just fuck you up if they find you in their in their
1: way in their yeah their region or whatever. Yeah.
0: Whereas this movie definitely felt more like they were being kind of hunted by. Um, uh, the, the Diabolos or whatever. And then, and then, you know, the dealing with the rothlos and they definitely ended the movie in a way that's like, they want to have a second one and you kind of go, well, you know, is that going to then be like the actual, like, there are a bunch of monsters and we are going I think to go so. after them.
1: That was yeah. the, that was my takeaway from it. I guess that was Nergigante. Mm. Uh, and I think they definitely set this up to be like a, a series, much in the way that he did Resident Evil. Um, I will say, I felt like this was way more of a Monster Hunter movie than his Resident Evil movies or Resident Evil movies.
0: Yeah, and I've never seen any of the Resident Evil movies, mostly because I, I'm not... I mean, i just, it's just not my thing, the
1: series, yeah, so to be able to... I, you know, I, I I hold that franchise in high regard as far as video games. And, and while he, he took ideas uh from them uh his movies i don't i won't say they're bad movies i will say that they are not the movie representation of resident evil that i would have wanted you know he takes ideas but then goes off and does his own thing i think Mm -hmm. they're i think they're better movies if they're not called resident evil basically yeah if they're another like just just a regular, you know, movie zombie movie franchise. I think they work a lot better than calling them resident evil. Mm -hmm. Um, And I worried about that with monster hunter, uh, but I don't think that's the case based off this first one. Like, I think he kind of, like I said, the pacing was a bit off, but, if he's attempting to set up this universe or this bigger kind of, you know, multi-film franchise, then I think that he definitely hits the notes yeah. that that I expected. And again, I, I'd, I've never played anyone before, you know, Monster Hunter World, which was kind of criticized a little bit by the hardcore, you know, fans of the, the series before, but it also ended up being the highest selling monster hunter like ever. Well, it's, so, you know,
0: it's way more accessible and even then there's still like, you know, a fair amount of time spent not knowing what the fuck you're doing. You know, I think sure. the, the 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 difference is, you know, in the previous games, I mean, you had you would have to like, you know, hit a monster with like a die beetle or something and actually like
1: right, know, like track, d- it. track like it and stuff to... like
0: that whereas whereas right. here it's I mean there's some of that involved know, by finding the prints and, and stuff in the world, but it, it is easier to kind of come across something um mm. that, that you're looking for. But um but in terms of like actually like modeling the, the, the monsters themselves, I mean they oh, did a great man. job. They they captured They not, nailed it. Yeah. And not just the scale uh and the and the size, but just how difficult it is to take these things down. Because that that's the thing mm. about Monster Hunter is even Something that seems like it's kind of a scrub monster, I mean, when you know, it could still take you thirty minutes,
1: <laughs> right,
0: to take well, it down. The other thing,
1: the other thing I really liked that they did uh, that uh, was he kind of really uh, showed what it was like to be on a hunt. Yeah, like mounting monsters and them trying to buck you off mm-hmm. and, and you know all the things and, and uh and then the weapons. I liked that they highlighted a lot yeah. of the weapons. I do wish they, really cool. they had
0: done the staff with the Beatles, the, my, my yeah,
1: weapon I choice. Know, I know. But, and I felt the same way until my boy Ron Perlman rolled up with yeah, the with Switch the- yeah. was like, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, no, I, I agree. I mean, and, and I think that it's, I mean, you know, anytime you're taking a video game, you're turning it into a movie, there's going to be challenges. Just simply because a lot of times, you know, there's just in any, and especially something like Monster Hunter, which the story is the hunts that you end up going on. It's not really right, like, exactly, you yeah. know, the world has a plot. I, what it was, I couldn't tell you. It was just like, there's a big monster. It's causing problems. It's like, okay. <laughs>
1: right. So go yeah, fuck
0: yeah. a bunch of other monsters. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's <laughs> yeah, that. But, like, okay. these, these anime characters are like, we have yeah. to stop this thing before it comes through our walls. And they're like, all right. Yeah. Right. Now it's, what? It's yeah. Like, well, I have to go eat a steak with this cat prepared. And then, yeah. uh, And then I got to make, make sure pants. Potions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can take the armor from this lesser monster and make pants out of it and then beat yeah. the shit out of this bigger monster
0: and that's the thing the story in monster hunter is is how good your pants are like that's literally mm-hmm. that's, nobody cares about whether or not nerga gante is going to destroy their world it's right. like check out these fucking you know yeah. gloves i just made yeah, each one's the head of a monster it's like a puppet show yeah you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: yeah so but um you know it it's 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 exactly the type of movie i think you would expect to have released in february regardless of what the movie going situation was um right but yeah. um you know i enjoyed I it know, I, it
1: kind of it kind of sort of felt like a one of those ones that's like easing you into the summer blockbuster yeah. like yeah. maybe like late april early yeah. may yeah you know kind of thing i would yeah. love to have seen it on the big screen i really would have yeah yeah
0: um but uh but, um, you know, I think it's definitely, it, you know, despite our criticisms, I, I, think it's, I think it's worth watching.
1: Oh, it's super fun. The other thing I wanted to mention, and I had no idea, again, having not watched the trailer, there, I was like, oh, Monster Hunter movie. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. So I didn't watch the trailer. When, uh, when Toho showed up as, like, one of the studios responsible, I was like, you're fucking kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay. This is going to be fun. It may not be good, but it's going to be big monster fun, which is all I wanted it to be.
0: Right, right. Um, yep. And um, and you can uh, you can currently watch it. It's a it's a twenty dollar rental at all the all the streaming places that you
1: can uh, 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 stream things. I'm not sure I, I about not cancel my 4K Blu-ray pre-order. Yeah, I don't I don't know when that that is when March. Is that? Third March second oh, okay. weeks next week I don't yeah.
0: know so, so you
1: don't want to wait at all.
0: Um, okay, so the next movie is um, probably less fun, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, <laughs> Would, but, um, but 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 uh, still uh, pretty pretty damn good, uh, and that is uh, Saint Maud. Um, so saint Maud is uh written and directed by Rose glass and um focuses on a very pious nurse named Maud who's like a kind of an in home uh caretaker for um yeah like a hospice nurse yeah this woman uh, amanda played and and uh played by jennifer Ailey, e h l e um and then maud fantastically uh portrayed by uh her name is i'm probably going to get this wrong morfid m-o-r-f-y-d-d morfid? Yeah. clark um yeah. she was in uh crawl as beth mm-hmm. who uh, i believe is um the main uh actress's uh sister uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah her sister yeah, yeah. um so anyway, so Maud is a is an in-home nurse, very, very pious, very religious uh, for Amanda. Amanda currently has um, what appears to be some sort of kind of late-stage cancer, is in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know that something had happened with one of Maud's previous patients where uh, potentially they had passed away or there was an accident or something. Um, and so as she continues to care for Amanda, she starts to get more and more kind of convinced that she's not there just to help amanda um kind of exit this life with dignity but also to save mm-hmm. her soul um mm-hmm. and amanda's kind of acting as i know i would if i was single and potentially on my way out the door and that's basically just kind of right living your life having dinner parties you know fucking young hot people uh <laughs> yeah also <laughs> like
1: I, she was what a dancer or something she had been a dancer
0: she... yeah and i think she yeah. was like an artist too um right. but yeah she was a dancer and so um as things go you know Maud kind of falls out of amanda's good graces starts falling back into s- some bad habits uh from her her, pre- her personal life prior to kind of setting mm. up this um
1: her religion, where she found, like, religion, she yeah. turned to and, and then, stuff like
0: that. And then ultimately it takes um, kind of a tragic end, but um, it reminded me of a much more um, kind of disturbing but intimate um, take-shelter. Mm-hmm. where, so Take Shelter is a movie where Michael Shannon plays a father where he's getting these kind of prophetic visions of essentially like the end of time, end of, end of day mm-hmm. Armageddon and he, he he feels the need to build this bomb shelter for his his family to go in and everybody's just like you're fucking crazy dude um, mm-hmm. and this, this kind of feels like you're not really sure because things are happening to Maud but what you don't know as right. the viewer is are these things actually happening and she is literally like a, a religious figure, uh, mm-hmm. or is she just kind of she's so all in on um you know her her religion and and, and has that past trauma of whatever had happened with her previous patient that she's having mm-hmm. like you know kind of delusions or what um, and And the film kind of keeps you guessing. Uh, up until a yeah. certain point, where I think it's pretty clear that mm, <laughs> you know, like they right. kind of make it clear as to to what's going on. But I I loved it. I thought you know yeah. it's a it's a very it's 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 short. It's about ninety minutes, but it's very you know it's 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 um, it's very well acted. It's very because it's so focused and and so intimate. You really mm. do you know the, there's not a, there's no filler. It's all just no. you know yeah the story
1: yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, kind of to speak to what you're getting yourself into, uh, it's an a 24 joint. So, uh, you know, you kind of know the kind of movies that, that they put out or produce. Uh, and yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I haven't seen take shelter. Like I, I saw you tweet that and I wanted to watch it. Take Uh, shelter
0: is fucking great. So take shelter and, um, Oh shit, what's the other one? With also with Michael Sh- Shannon. Um uh, shit, I got to look this up. Yeah, Tech Shelter is one of my favorite movies.
1: Um, I haven't seen that. For me, uh this this kind of put me back in the mindset of frailty.
0: Uh yeah, Midnight Special.
1: That's the other one. Okay, cool. I am, Mid- I don't know if I've seen that. I may have seen that one. Oh, I Midnight
0: Special's look. great. Yeah. But yo, uh, Frailty, the- that's an excellent point. Yes. Yes, I had
1: not. It's put me that. in the mind of frailty. Only in you know, it was uh, it wasn't an elderly you know cancer terminal cancer having person you know in frailty. It was two young children, and that movie just hit me like a fucking sledgehammer when I watched it. Um, and Saint Maud kind of did the same. It, it, it's it's so well made, mm-hmm. but man, is it fucking bleak.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And the thing is, you know, it, it's one of those things where um Maude, the actress that plays Maude, I mean, she's she's all the way in on it. Like she's and yes. I think and that that's kind of what um sells it is that this isn't a situation where I mean she she's not I mean she when she kind of falls back on her bad behaviors, she kinda of mm. questions whether or not she's kind of on the right path, but yes, she and when exactly. she starts kind of getting the visions and things like that, I mean, she's all in on them, you know. And and she's actually yeah, like, like
1: the like self harm and the punishment, and yeah, things, the, f- the flagellation and yeah, right. yeah, 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 and like you get the idea uh, that it, it was that that whatever situation that happened where she lost that patient when she was just a nurse. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she runs into people that she knew from back then and are like, Oh yeah. my God, I haven't seen you in so long. What have you been up to? Yep. Like they don't even call her Maud. Mm-hmm. She literally transformed to a new person kind of once she took upon, you know, this like, you know, religion, but like to that extent, I guess the sort of a tone mm-hmm. to what she perceived to be her fault. Yeah and it's just such a it's such a heartbreaking but also interesting process to watch someone go through and mm-hmm. then to think that you have to live up to this ideal uh and what you perceive to be your purpose while at the same time uh the the subject of your righteousness or whatever you want to call it is so anti yeah. everything that you're trying to do yep and man it is just it is an amazing, like, just, I don't know, like, journey to watch yeah. this person go through. And then and then, ultimately what that leads to is just, you're just sitting there like, shh, fuck.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and kind of like the very last scene of it, you're just like, ah.
1: <laughs> for the last, for the yeah. last fifteen minutes, I, it's one of those ones where like I'm almost not breathing properly. Yeah, I'm just sitting there, not realizing yeah. my mouth is wide open. And I'm just like, and then it's over, and the credits come on, and I'm just like, fuck. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> right.
0: Like, yep. Yep. Um, it is currently streaming on Epics.
1: Uh, yeah talk is... about a uh, mismanagement of a release in the states good God like the yeah the blu-ray is already out in the UK they have a mm-hmm. badass steel book which I've imported but it isn't here yet mm-hmm. Um, but man, it was going to get like one of those A24 releases over here. And then, yeah. you know, once theaters shut down, it got royally fucked. Yep. And basically, we had to wait way longer to see it than anyone else. And, yeah. and you still, there's still no information on a Blu-ray, like a U.S. Blu-ray, as far as I know. Uh, yeah, you can rent it, but you can't buy it yet. And yeah. I don't know when. It may be like summer I read before we get to buy it. So. Yeah.
0: And uh, like so Epics is um, whatever you can get it as a cable provider yeah, so, or like
1: so many people I know like app. used the free trial yep. of yep. FX to yep. watch it <laughs>
0: yep yep uh, and it's worth it absolutely mm-hmm. um, it's uh, yeah that's definitely you know I, I did start up Letterboxd uh, finally got my shit together in that regard uh, yep. and, and I can't wait when I go through the list of movies for you know at the end of this year to, to remember that I watched this movie and, and,
1: and put it on that list um, yep so. Oh yeah! Spoiler for best movies of yeah. twenty one. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um,
0: okay, so the last movie that we have to talk about is uh, you know yet another in the um, kind of ongoing. Um, quest to make sure that Nicolas Cage n- does not run out of, uh, work. Um, <laughs> and that is, um, that is Willy's Wonderland, um, directed by Kevin Lewis, a story by, uh, G.O. Parsons. Um, so there is a, uh, you know, it's- Stop me if you've heard this one before. Uh, there's a place kind of like um, Chuck E. Cheese called Willie's Wonderland, uh, and people die in it. And uh, in this particular case, uh, Nick Cage uh, plays the um, janitor, the janitor um, who's traveling through town, and his tires get blown out. And you know, what do you, what do you, wouldn't you, what do you know at the? Uh, the mechanic doesn't uh, accept credit cards and only accepts cash and if you don't have enough cash well you can work it off he's he's worked out a deal hey wouldn't wouldn't you know it willie's wonderland needs a janitor and if you stay the night and clean the place up then you know you'll get paid yeah. and they'll they'll fix up your car and so that's exactly what uh the janitor goes to do and uh shit Uh, comes alive.
1: Nicholas, Nicholas caginess ensues,
0: (laughs) but, but also doesn't because in, for reasons I don't understand, Mm -hmm. they don't let
1: him say anything, man, in this movie at all. Yeah. Not to, not to interject while you're describing the incredibly convoluted plot of this Mm -hmm. masterpiece. But if you had told me, at the end of Drive Angry, that character skipped town mm-hmm. and ended up in this movie. I'd be like, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs>
0: perfect I mean, sense. The, 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 the joy of, of Nicholas K First of all, I want to just say that I have a long history of absolutely hating Five Nights at Freddy's because I have two oh. kids who were obsessed with it for the longest time. <laughs> My daughter insists on playing music inspired by it by these YouTube musicians and I'm going to make myself sound really old because I am stretching (laughs) the definition of the word musicians to include these people and these songs are fucking (laughs) terrible and I had to hear about this goddamn game I've never played it I don't want to play it I don't want anything to do with it so for me having to sit through 90 minutes of it was like torture but then also you're welcome (laughs) Nicolas Cage is not an expressive actor by not talking. What you want... Is yeah. the full Nicolas Cage experience? You want sure. the facial expressions, you want the the voice, you want the mannerisms, you want the like, you want all of it. And he no. was trying to play this like strong, silent type who, for some reason, had a, a, a an alarm that
1: a rigorous break routine,
0: so that he would go and drink soda required, and, and, and required
1: his energy drinks
0: and fuck a pinball machine. Apparently, and pinball. <laughs> and that was
1: my favorite part it yeah. was even. Middle of fighting one of the animatronics yeah. that possessed by the serial killers. Yeah. Which, spoiler alert is what's happening. Yeah. Uh, he, he left this poor girl to fend for herself because he had to go take his break. Yeah. To take his energy drink and bang the pinball machine. Yeah. And watching him want to be Nick cage, but also not being able to speak was horrifying. Yeah, I don't I don't really know what the purpose Like, he's is. doing the dance. he was like voguing and yeah. shit. Yeah. The higher score got like he's dancing. Mm. He's banging the machine. Like it's the scariest part of the movie.
0: <laughs> and it's just it felt it just felt to me like I mean, you know, it, it just felt to me like they just were like, oh, let's just get Nicolas Cage. But they don't really understand like what it is people like about watching movies with Nicolas Cage in it. So they just Which were like, well press-
1: let's just or me, but yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> let's just get him in here, and then whatever. Um,
1: yeah, well, I mean, it reminds me. It reminds me very much of the story uh, that that my friend Mikey told me because uh, he knew Adam Wingard before he was famous, mm-hmm. and and he had written Homesick, and they had gotten Bill Mosley to be the traveling razor blade salesman, mm-hmm. but uh, they had so the whoever the producers or whoever. You know, that handles this kind of thing had sent the script to Tiffany Shepis, and they hadn't heard anything once they went into production. Mm -hmm. And then they were almost done with it, and the her her people got back in touch and was like, "Yeah, she'll do it." Mm -hmm. And so he was like, "Oh my god, we got Tiffany Shepis!" So he he wrote in this nonsense scene Mm -hmm. just because he knew like she would get topless in a movie. (laughs) they wrote this scene in where Mm. she's she shows up it makes no sense she's she's on the couch and then the next thing you know like she's bathing in blood with no shirt on yeah and it's like yeah i just knew she'd get naked and i wanted it to be in the movie and it's like it's exactly that it's like well they wrote the janitor and it's like well he's gonna be this hard hard hard-edged kind of badass guy right he has weird kind of kinks or quirks or whatever but you know he's gonna He's gonna be really good at cleaning and really good at beating the shit out of everything. Right. Uh, uh, maybe Nicholas Cage would do it, but probably not. Right. And, and and then he did, and they were like, "Holy shit!" Right. <laughs> now what? They yeah. didn't. They didn't write the nude scene. They just left it. Right. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Be a silent guy who can clean really well and beat the shit out of stuff.
0: Right. And then there's there's like a subplot of these kids who get kind of trapped in the in there because they know the deal. It's, essentially, the deal is that you know it had what Mitch had said is there were these serial killers that performed the satanic they used to kill people you know in the restaurant and then they they performed a satanic ritual to essentially um escape capture and and their souls went into the um the animatronics and they started getting out and killing people in the town so the town essentially made a deal with them to say hey we'll bring people to you and then mm. just stay in just stop Willy killing Wonderland. our kids
1: and, and our, it, it, our townspeople exactly
0: yes. we'll bring people to you uh, and so these kids kind of know what the deal is and they're trying to to, to kind of blow the place up too um, mm. at the same time that that Nicholas Cage is in there dutifully uh, cleaning up um, so I, I mean I, I wouldn't you know if if I guess if you're like a huge Five Nights at Freddy's fan or whatever, or just like the world's biggest Nicolas Cage movie, and it just and it just would would kill you to not see everything that he's done. Then sure, by all means, but um, you know if if you see it and you're just like, oh, this is like that Five Nights at Freddy's game. This is this will be great. Uh, you know that's probably time best spent somewhere else.
1: I mean, I, I pre-ordered it. I bought the Blu-ray <laughs> before I watched it. Uh, as, as I'm want to do, uh, you know, I laughed a few times. It's whatever. It's the kind of thing where like, you know, pre COVID, if I'd been in my apartment, you know, back in the good old days and we had watched this shit and I, we were all drunk, it would have been like the most amazing thing i would ever sure, seen. It's one you, of those you, kind of movies. Yeah.
0: If you do like a drunk watch along, but even then, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, 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 and I'm not a, I mean, I, I like, I, I, I Hopefully don't come across as some sort of like cinephile snob. Um I mean, that's not me at all. Uh I just was like kinda of watching this going, you know No no no.
1: I, I completely see your points. I'm just I'm just saying like it, it, yeah. this this it's no mandy. Like don't get me wrong.
0: Well that I don't like, know if that's necessarily a good thing. It's no it's no um
1: uh, you, well, what, what, or, well, give me your go-to cage, then for drunk watch along. If Mandy isn't it, okay? Man,
0: no, I honestly, I think I think <laughs> Mom and Dad is a better. Oh yeah, I think Mom Jesus. and Dad. Oh, is... ah,
1: fuck, Colorado Space. Well, Colorado Space, man. I
0: think is a. I think Colorado Space is an overall very good movie that Nicholas yeah, Cage no. is in and does well and in. in. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, Mom yeah. and Dad is a is a fun movie that is made. In sure, large Ernest part yes. by by not so Nicolas Cage. Yeah.
1: You're that is hundred percent. You're right. you absolutely And that.
0: Mandy is too, it's just that Mandy's kind of the the aesthetic is just just wasn't my jam. But yeah. You know, but I, 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 I it's the same. Kind of the I can same, see, I can the see same mom saying. and dad like Nicholas Cage needs to be Nicolas Cage. Need you need the full Cage for both of those movies to work. It's you're just right. that mom you're and dad. Right. Cage, that, yeah. yeah,
1: Mandy Cage was subdued for about forty minutes <laughs> until he hit that and vodka, then, <laughs> and then he hit the bathroom, and it was, <laughs> it was on.
0: Hey, you oh know what? God. I get it. That, that yeah. happens to me too. Once, <laughs> once I get in the bathroom, it's all over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are done, but uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but th- th- this to me just feels it just it really to me just feels like them, you know, almost kind of just trying to, you know, take not take advantage, but just I guess capitalize. I guess
1: capitalize on having him be in this weird fucking movie they wrote. Yeah, that's it that's it yeah. and they
0: don't earn they don't earn nicholas they Cage don't in this None movie
1: so i will give you that for sure yeah
0: <laughs> um okay so why don't we do this why don't we uh take a quick break and then we'll come back and uh mitch has a destiny mission to talk about and i need
1: to geek oh out. do i
0: <laughs> and i need to geek out sure. about um assassin's creed so sit tight and we will be right back Uh, and we're back um, one thing I forgot to mention um, Willy's Wonderland is uh, that is currently a $20 rental at uh, you know mm-hmm. all the places that you can rent your
1: yeah digital. Blu-ray is pre-ordered but fuck like if I know when it comes out I have no idea
0: um, okay so it's soon <laughs> everything feels like it's just soon but then they just um, it's, it's time doesn't have any meaning anymore
1: Uh uh-uh. <laughs> I think it's in March. I think it's that close, but I don't think it's okay. like in the next week. So. I just
0: feel like we're all just kind of floating along. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just time doesn't matter <laughs> anymore. Um, okay, so uh, I got really excited when you were talking about this mission in Destiny, and then I looked and saw it was part of the season pass, and I got less excited. But it, it, yeah. from what you were talking about, it sounds
1: pretty fucking cool. Yeah, man uh the the presage the presage the presage I don't know how I don't know how you pronounce it it's a destiny thing so obviously I don't know how to pronounce it mm. uh but uh yeah uh season pass owners uh as of last Tuesday uh, an exotic quest dropped for a uh, Tex mechanica scout rifle which doesn't immediately uh you know give you all the excited feels mm. cuz Tex mechanica stuff is kind of typically been wild west, like shotguns with like eight barrels and weird shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, and Amanda holidays all about it, you know, cause she's country and like Texas is fuck and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it dropped in the quest starts in the arms dealer, which is one of my favorite strikes yeah. in the game, which means I never get to play it. Cause I always play the bullshit strikes on so my weekly, my weekly strikes from a, from a gear. But, uh, you know It starts off at the beginning, uh, and there's this room full of cabal, and you kind you kill the cabal, and you get your ghost, and it flips the switch, and it opens the door at the end of the room, and then you proceed. Uh, so now, if you don't do that, once you clear the room, don't use the ghost, don't go forward. There's another door that opens once you clear the first room, uh, directly across from where you spawn. And you go through, and there are all these turrets. Uh, they're yellow bar turrets. Uh, you clear the room. You go outside, and it's actually a, a story mission mm-hmm. from the the Red War campaign, uh, where you had to go and like steal this guy's ship, the command, this Cabal commander's ship. Oh yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah. So it takes you out there, and and there's there's these platforms. There's a hangar, and then these platforms. And on the one platform, there's a ship. The ship isn't there. You kill this boss. And then when you go onto the platform where the ship was before and there's a crate uh, and you go over there and there's a distress beacon in there. And so you pick up the distress beacon, you take it back to Zavala and he was like, I need you to investigate this. Uh, there's some fuckery here. And so you go to this uh, abandoned, this, sh- this cabal ship that disappeared and was abandoned and thought kind of like, and I said this, it's like destiny Two event horizon. Mm. Uh, This ship, this cabal ship disappeared. And then all of a sudden there's a distress beacon from it. And so you go to check it out. Uh, And it's enshrouded in this like kind of cloud for lack of a better term of darkness. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that's why it was missing. Uh, And so you kind of get there and the way it starts is you uh you land at the, the door, the hangar door, and it's locked. And so there's a jump puzzle at the beginning and you jump around the outside of it until you find like a hatch and go inside. And from there, uh it is like bungee like at their bungiest. It is it is <laughs> hitting on all cylinders. Uh-huh. It's like it's like Telling like the lore and the story of what's going on, you have no clue. Yeah. But the sound cues, the sound design, the level design when you're going through this ship that, that was kind of lost, uh, it's it's superb. Yeah. You hear uh you're working your way through vents and hidden doors and shit, and and the sound. There's so many like like these like guttural growls and screams and like these sounds happening. Uh, and then, you know, of course it's destiny. So it's mechanics based. Mm-hmm. So you end up having to um, find switches and these switches open doors and these doors have these because uh, there's these like certain doors you can't go through because there's just white shit that mm-hmm. damages you if you go into it. Mm-hmm. But there are these spores. You shoot the spores, they give you a buff, you go through the door, the white stuff to the next part, uh, and then there's like fuses that have to be shot, mm-hmm. uh, there's a fucking uh, Star War, episode four of Star Wars room, Nod, uh, it's just, it's just the most fun you could have, it's everything I love about Destiny, mm-hmm. but it's not so hard that you can't do it.
0: Right. Well, you know, you can probably do it. I doubt I could do it. <laughs> probably it, would get it, rinsed.
1: <laughs> well, no. So, so, and the other thing is like, for as much as this exploration, there are obviously like, you know, combat scenarios. There's only like three major combat scenarios that you have to fight through. And like, I, like I said, I, I did it solo the first time I did it, mm-hmm. uh, and then, uh, and then last Friday I, I went through it again with, with, uh, Angela and Sean mm-hmm. and, uh, it's just, it's so fucking cool, man. And yeah. like, if you're, if you're a nerd like me, mm-hmm. once you finish the mission, you go straight to YouTube to find somebody who read all the lore and all that shit yeah. and yeah. explained it. And that made it so much cooler. Cause I did that. Right. Uh, and it, 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 it brings in – it explains to you the Guardian who sent out the distress beacon, it, the spiders involved, uh, and then uh, it's, it's Scorn. The mm-hmm. Scorn are who are in the ship. That's who you fight. Oh, okay. Uh, and man. And then you get to the end, and, and once you when, – when you're just playing it like blind like I did the first time, mm-hmm. you get to the end. You're just like, oh, Fuck. 'Cause you know, that's it's a guardian, right? right? So you're there to look for this guardian, and once you see what happened, you're just like, fuck. Right. What did you get into, bro? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but then once you like listen to somebody who's way smarter than me, like go into the lore and stuff, mm-hmm. it is heartbreaking. Yeah. If you if you're as into this shit as I am, like right. the whole guardians and destiny and shit like that. Man, it's I, I I tweeted this and I stand by it. I think I've been playing Destiny, just Destiny, not D two, mm-hmm. since the Alpha. Yeah, and I think this is probably my favorite thing. Wow, in all of Destiny, like this or uh, the Crota raid, mm-hmm. like it's it, they're both up there for me and my favorite experiences in all of Destiny. Uh, and then, you know. You get that scout rifle, and that scout rifle is actually a lot of fucking fun, which I didn't expect. Yeah, you know, a lot of times, a-
0: I mean, the the you know, so you you kind of go into some of these exotic missions thinking, oh, I'm going to get an exotic out of it. It's going to be it's going to be awesome, and and it's like the exotic is okay, but the mm-hmm. the mission that you 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 did to get the exotic is actually like right just better than Wait. the weapon itself. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and it, you know, I expected that from this. Um, to be honest, because I was like, I don't like text mechanic stuff. You know, it's whatever. Like, I'm fine with like you know bolt action rifles and shit if I'm playing something like Call of Juarez or some bullshit. But <laughs> <Right. laughs> if I'm playing fucking Destiny, like I want some futuristic alien shit. Right. Um, but man, like the damage this gun does, and just the the way it feels, like it 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 makes you want to use scout rifles again. And it's been a long time since I've been excited about a scout rifle in destiny.
0: Yeah. I I actually like scout rifles quite a bit.
1: Um, I do too, because you get, you know, you get the, the range, but also like you don't get the range of a, of a sniper, but you get range plus damage. Right. And that's the kind of difference. Like that's the thing. They're better than auto rifles because you know, you got distance. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, if I could get a good like a like an like a, a semi-automatic scout rifle, or like, uh-huh. um, I got a couple of scout rifles that had like the Dragonfly on them. Fuck yeah, yeah. man! Like I like I had a my, one of my favorite weapons was a, a was an automatic scout with with Dragonfly on it, and I can't tell you how many kind of bounties and shit I did uh, yep. with that goddamn gun. I mean, I loved that gun.
1: Dead Man's um, Tail, uh, it doesn't have Dragonfly, but the, the exotic perk is if you chain headshots, mm-hmm. uh, you can stack it up to five, and then any precision shot that you do does, like, five times damage. Oh, it's wow. a beast. Yeah.
0: yeah. Wow, that does sound good. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things. That it's like it, it, it's really cool to hear. It's a sh- it, it's kind of a sh- on the one hand, it's like you you want to give the folks that are doing the season pass, you know, stuff like this, uh, you know, to to have a reason to do it. Yeah, it's also that. like you know, it, but also you know, I think it 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 kind of like you you get people who, you know, maybe they don't get to see this kind of stuff uh and then they're they're not as into it on the se- the season pass um, mm. like i don't know if i would i mean the my problem is if i get into the season pass i feel like i have to do everything and and i just don't you know know if i want to go do all the other stuff just for like one mission so to speak or i feel like i'm behind sure. and i can't you know sure. like i'm not gonna like be able to you know well, be at the know- right level or whatever
1: 100 percent 100 percent get that because i've I've never stopped playing yeah if i ever did stop yeah i completely could see that point uh to that i will say this season more so than any season before it i think they've kind of this season you know uh they always say we're listening We're, we're doing these things we're trying to you know we're listening to everybody and this that and the other um This season, for more than any other, kind of feels like that is the case. Yeah. Um, You know, it's not all all on bounties to progress. They have challenges, what they call challenges, Mm -hmm. which are things that you do just by playing the game. And that's all I've ever wanted. Just let me play the game. Yeah. Because I'm going to play it. Like, I play it almost every day. Right. So, that's all I've wanted. Don't make me do bounties to get... All of my stuff, my reward for buying the season pass, give right. me other opportunity, right? And this is the first time I feel like they've really done that, right? Right,
0: yeah. No, I, I yeah, no, I get it. I mean, I, I keep going, you know. I keep going. Well, you know, I should go back and and do it, but then I just start doing other stuff, and 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 I, you know, I liked, uh, you know, I, I liked the Beyond Light and the story stuff, and then, but then I just felt like mm. I was just doing the same thing. Just all right, I gotta go. You know, no it kill, was
1: 100 percent it, it was
0: you yeah. know kill x number of this or kill x number of that yep. and i just got to the point where i'm like i don't really keep know doing
1: these uh keep doing these hunts whatever yeah. they're called Fucking yeah. <laughs> uh- <laughs> yeah no i know trust me i know because you you get that you get burned out on it doing it on one character i have three yeah previously yeah. i had six and i'm still doing all of this shit on all of them so right Thank right. God for for cross save. For crossing, <laughs> <laughs> oh. freed up so much of my time. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, well, let's see. I am. I had said when I was uh, streaming uh, Assassin's Creed. Um, God, maybe it was like a week and a half. I don't know. It's like I'm old this, this is the only game I ever play, so I kind of forget how much time um, I've. I've spent doing it, but I, it was, I don't know, a week, week and a half ago. And I said that, you know, based on where we were and how much time we still had left, I, if, if most likely it would be around, I would be at the 130 hour mark. And I'm now at like 135 and I'm not Mm -hmm. done yet. Uh, now admittedly I'm doing everything, but, um, you know, when I kind of had talked about this before, you know, I had said that one of the things I liked about it is how, you know how Avor just didn't give a shit about the Isu stuff, um, mm-hmm. and but but yet you know it was kind of like a mid-tier game for me. Well, you know, the story has since kind of really ramped up, and, and I think it's hilarious because, you know, my original statement is true, is that Avor doesn't give a shit about the Isu stuff, but this is the most Isu-forward Assassin's Creed game that there's been in a long time. <laughs> like, you cannot escape this shit, and it's, and it's fucking great because there is, like, a, some, some twists that kind of happen in the story because, you know, don't forget, like, you know, if you've ever played an Assassin's Creed game, so y- there's there's essentially two main characters. There's the character that you are, whose uh, whose who's genetic memory you are reliving. In this case, Eivor, But then there's also the person who's going into the Animus. Uh, in the case of Odyssey in this game, it's a it's a woman named Layla. Um, and so those stories kind of come together. And and this has the biggest kind of like twist in regards to kind of the outside of the Animus stuff but it also ties into the stuff in the Animus and they've never done really anything like it before and it's fucking great and I love it and it's so geeky and stupid because this Isu stuff is so <laughs> dumb and sci-fi and out there and and I think the Assassin's Creed communities probably pretty fairly split between the issue stuff is just kind of dumb and and weird and and if people want to read books or whatever about it that's their business but i just want to stab guys in the face and then people that are like (laughs) nah man this is great like because with every every one of these games we we see more and more of kind of how the world of this game was impacted by them and i'm definitely in that latter camp and and odyssey you know kind of like
1: A- ac does what Bungie don't right <laughs> yeah
0: right like i you know i an odyssey was very much like you don't really get into the isu stuff until you hit the the dlc where you were like essentially in you know the the the, the, the pantheon of gods which was all like kind of isu stuff um, but this game you know kind of puts so much of it just front center which which you know, as I said before was is funny because how little Avor cares about it but man, mm. I mean like it it got me once I kind of realized like what was going on and and also like there's all this like Asgardian stuff you can do these visions where where you you essentially play as Odin um and 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 it ties into the main story but you don't realize that how it ties into the main story um until you kind of do some other stuff so it it really is a game that rewards if if what you like is you know the the kind of the the the, the silly uh you know all the futuristic stuff it kind of rewards your exploration and 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 all that stuff uh by giving you uh, story stuff that then ties into the the animus stuff. I think more than than mm-hmm. any of the other games um, has has done. Uh, now that being said, you know I, I think it still kind of suffers from what some people didn't like about Odyssey, which is how much of the extra stuff you have to do uh, just to get to to where you can kind of move things along. Um, mm. So, but I was just like, you know, my wife doesn't care about any of this shit. And I understand it's so dense. Even if I was trying to describe it, I wouldn't really be able to. But I was just like so excited when certain things happen i was just like
1: oh i don't have anybody to talk about
0: this <laughs> <laughs> welcome um,
1: to my life <laughs> yeah and
0: and also it's interesting that they c- kind of some of the the story decisions they make is is there there comes a point where what i think would normally be the end of the story happens and you're like okay cool that's it and it's like no that's not it you still have one whole region left, because the whole purpose that you were going you know to England was to to essentially you know um, get all these alliances to essentially kind of take over England uh, not mm. directly but through you know, through relationships that you were building, and then you find this order of the Order of the Ancients, and you've got to kind of go after them. And so there's a whole area, and finishing off the main person running the Order of the Ancients in England, and all that happens after what really feels like would be kind of the 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 end of of Eivor and, and Sigurd's story. So I'd be curious to see like how this. Last bit kind of affects Avor uh, based on some stuff that that kind of is told to you when you're going to leave. Um, where they're basically like, "I've had visions; it's going to be bad." The home that you come back to is not going to be the home you're leaving. You're just like, "Whatever," you know. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So it'll it'll be interesting to see kind of how it ends and then of course, you know, if it ever ends because like I said, I've been just playing this game forever. It just does it it does tend to feel like uh, this is not something that's ever going to uh let me out of its out of its grip. But um
1: and then you get to replay it on the Switch.
0: No, I actually yeah, <laughs> I know. I actually thought to myself once. I was like, you know, if they re-released Odyssey on the Switch, I was like, no. I I've got I mean, as much Mm -hmm. as I love it, it's such a long game and there's just other stuff I think I'd rather, you know, it's like if I, if I'm not, if I do that, then what am I not playing? Right, right, right.
1: um. Well, in your defense, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of new stuff, you know, thanks to the state of the world. So it it made sense to replay things you loved on a different console last year or whatever. But yeah,
0: yeah. But um, but I have I have Hitman three on deck after this and then I did.
1: Oh, and, I can't wait for that. That's fun. one of my favorite things. As much as I love watching you play Assassin's Creed, like watching you stream Hitman, I love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna play it, but I love those games.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And then I did I did get my my copy of, of Werewolf the Apocalypse. So mm-hmm. I think just kind of a like a trashy. You know, action RPG uh, is, is kind of exactly the type of palette cleanser, so to speak, yeah. that, uh, that I'll need. And then, um, I mean, I still have Tony Hawk uh, that I got for Christmas. Um, I got to futz around with that at some point. And then um, I really want to play the Falconeer um, uh, on Game Pass. And then, and then you were texting me about how scared you were
1: from the medium. So. Maybe, maybe, maybe not do the medium. <laughs> As a as a follow up to the last episode, if you listen to me you can go on and on about the medium, oh my god. Uh it's there's still no combat. Mm-hmm. But holy shit, the introduction of this character who is straight the fuck out of Pan's Labyrinth, or like that dinner that dinner scene in Hellboy oh. Two. Uh Jesus Christ, did that game get fucking terrifying? <laughs> okay so in a way that I wasn't prepared for I was like oh this is okay I get it there's like a couple of jump scares creepy stuff solve the puzzle yada 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 and I'm like I got this and then I was sitting there playing it dude I swear to God it was like Sunday at like four in the afternoon I'm playing it and I was like nope oh my God. <laughs> I need to play this earlier when I'm sure the sun isn't going to go down or like go behind the cloud. Like, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> fuck this. Like, <laughs> oh,
0: so yeah. What hope do I have if that's what the you're
1: scare saying. factor for the medium has has gone up exponentially? <laughs> I still love it, but I don't play it if you don't like scary games. <laughs>
0: okay, that's good to know. That's good to know. Um. So yeah. So I mean, I, I. I I have uh I have a lot I have a lot on deck so I'm looking forward to uh to to kind of get into them at, at some point in the future. Um All right, yeah. So as as Mitchell alluded to at the beginning of uh of the show ne- next uh episode we're going to have a couple uh we have a couple uh new movies uh, some screeners that we got that uh, we're looking forward mm-hmm. to. Uh, talking about and then of course uh, hopefully by oh
1: man it's it's yeah this month is stupid between like my birthday Mm -hmm. last week and and next month we're gonna get uh, the Snyder Cut Mm -hmm. we're gonna get Godzilla versus Kong and Mortal Kombat so like man
0: I thought Mortal Kombat was was April
1: I think it's no it's isn't it it's like March 18th or something right am I wrong Maybe it is April.
0: I, I could have sworn, but maybe not. Let's see here. Do,
1: do, 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 do. Um, because I saw the date and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like
0: April sixteenth.
1: Oh, April. Okay. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Never mind. So, yeah. well, anyway, within two months. Yeah. But still, those are three like huge things for me, like right here. So I'm excited. Yeah,
0: and I want to see uh, Tom Holland. Um, in uh uh, that movie he's doing for cherry that he's doing for apple plus Mm. ev apple tv plus or something so something else is
1: coming out straight to apple plus that i was like that looks fucking good and i was like oh i can't watch it yeah i can't remember what it was though anyway there's a lot of shit coming out that's my point exactly
0: (laughs) and uh and hopefully uh y'all will be here to listen to us go on and on at length about it um So thank you so much for hanging out. This has been episode 115 of Divided by Werewolves. Uh, We appreciate you spending time with us, and we look forward to spending some more time with you in the next two weeks. So for myself and Mitch, thank you again. Good night, and have a good night.